Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. The same very Holy Spirit that lives inside of me, the same very Holy Spirit that lives inside a preacher, the same Holy Spirit that lives inside a pastor, the same Holy Spirit that lives inside of Jesus Christ is the same Holy Spirit that comes and live inside of you. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to Kingdom Rock Network, where we are in a series right now, part three of a series entitled The Government of Your Soul. All right. Now, if you're just not joining us, we have been using the model uh, of our United States government to help us further understand the government of our soul. All right. And we're going to continue to use that model as we progress throughout the series. All right. So we're not going to prolong any time today. We're just going to dive right in. All right. So the topic for today will be alliances, government alliances. All right. So that's going to be the topic for today. Alliances. Now, what is a government alliance? A alliance is a union or association formed for mutual benefit, especially between countries or organizations. For example, economic alliances. So let's say government USA and government Mexico come together for the mutual purposes for trade or for trading. We have military alliances. If you think back to history class in eighth grade, a U.S. history class, if re, if you recall during World War One um, and World War Two, uh, there was two main powers. You had the Allied powers, and you had the Axis powers. A military alliance would be all the Allied uh, powers, all the Allied con- Allied countries together, and uh, the Axis countries. That those that was a military alliance as well. All right, so basically, it's basically saying you got my back when push comes to shove, and I got your back when push comes to shove. Military alliance. All right, now let's transition over to the government um, or to our soul. All right, so just like our national government can have these alliances with other governments, our souls can also have alliances with other souls as well. And what do we call these? We call them soul ties. So... The alliance of your soul to another person's soul is what we call a soul tie. Now, just like our national government, alliances can differ. We can have different types of different types of alliances with our soul. So these are the type of alliances we can have with our soul. We can have emotional soul ties. We can have physical soul ties. We can have spiritual soul ties. And we can have Social soul ties. All right. I'm going to say that again. Emotional soul ties, physical soul ties, spiritual soul ties, and social soul ties. All right. And let's take a note real quick, or let's make note that a soul tie in its very nature isn't a bad thing. I think many times in, in this day and age, we hear the word soul tie. We think, oh no, somebody's could. No, no. Soul tie isn't bad in its very nature. Now, a soul tie is bad. It can become an ungodly soul tie or an unhealthy soul tie if you are in alliance with the wrong person. All right, just like government alliances. Some some governments should just should not mix. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Some governments should not 
This government right here, I'm not going to say their names, but this government should not come in alignment with this government. This government should not come in alignment with this government. In the same manner, some soul ties, if it's not a healthy soul tie, if it's not in a right alignment, then it can be a ungodly soul tie. All right. Let me also make the point that just because two soul, just because you have a soul tie with somebody else and it's for the same common purpose, that still does not make it a healthy or godly soul tie. All right. Let's take the Axis powers of World War II, you know, Germany and all those those cats. They were all in alliance with each other, but we know that they that their their common goal wasn't the right goal. It wasn't a good goal. Or let's take uh, the jihadist terrorists of uh, the, the the Middle East who uh, threaten places with fear and with extreme violence. Now these terrorists, they're all in alliance with one another, but just because they're in alliance for one common purpose doesn't mean it's a good alliance. So. Again, in the same manner, just because you come together with another person with a common purpose does not make it a good alignment. All right. So, again, so ties in its very nature, so ties in their very nature aren't bad. In fact, so ties are actually from God. But like everything that God creates, the devil always has to put his nasty, filthy fingers into everything and try to corrupt it. All right. Amen. Hope you all get that. All right, so let's go over the different type of soul ties or alliances that can be uh, that can be made looking at both the godly version of this and uh, the ungodly version as well. So the first one that we're going to talk about today is spiritual soul ties. Now, spiritual soul ties is especially important for those who are new to the faith in Christ Jesus or those who are uh, maturing or, or, or uh, developing um, Christians in the faith. All right, so I want to make that point. Now let's talk about the Holy Spirit for a second. At the moment of salvation, at the moment you give your life to Christ Jesus, at the moment you repent of your sins and you receive him as your Lord and Savior, his Holy Spirit comes to live within you. He comes and he joins together with your spirit to help you run your government, to help run your soul. All right, and we can see this in Romans eight sixteen, and it reads, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. NLT. We can also see this in Ephesians. We can also see this in Ephesians 1, 13, and it reads, And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth. The good news that God saves you, and when you believe in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit whom he promised long ago. NLT. So again, if you have given your life to Christ Jesus, if you have repented of your sins, if you have truly made that decree and you have declared that you have received his spirit in the moment of salvation, you have received his Holy Spirit and he lives within you. He's joined together with your spirit to help you uh, run your government or help help you run your soul. Amen. So, again, we can also see this also in Galatians five verses twenty four and twenty five. And it reads. Those who belong, uh, those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed their passions and desires of their sinful nature. And if you recall, that's what we talked about in the last episode, talking about the political party of the flesh and the political party of the Holy Spirit. Those who have nailed the passions of um, the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. So those of you who have uh, 
uh, stripped the power of the flesh and have given it to Christ Jesus, uh, belong to Christ. And since we are living, what? Since we are living by the spirit, let us what? Follow the spirit's leading in every part of our lives. And again, that's basically just a recap of what we talked about in our last episode. Amen. So again, at the moment of salvation, that same very Holy Spirit that lives inside of me, that same very Holy Spirit that lives inside a preacher, that same Holy Spirit that lives inside a pastor, that same Holy Spirit that lived inside of Jesus Christ is the same Holy Spirit that comes and lives inside of you. Amen. Ain't that awesome, y'all? That's amazing. I think that's just amazing. The same Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is the same Holy Spirit that lives inside of you, that lives inside of me, that lives inside of us. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, so now once this happens, that doesn't mean that you're just going to begin to live a perfect life. No. It also doesn't mean that you're going to be walking on water like Jesus. You know, that, that's not what that means. And if you begin to do that, please record it so I can watch that. Amen. But once you receive the Holy Spirit, there, there starts the process of what we call sanctification. All right, that has to take place. So again, when you give your life to Christ Jesus, we can, or I like to rather relate it to if you ever see those extreme home makeover shows. Um, and it's basically where these people, they come to somebody's home uh, who, who wants a new home or that wants a new house. They tell this person, they tell this family, we're going to give you a new home. Now, as they do this, before they have a new home, there's a process that has to take place. They had to they have to go inside this this old home or inside this broke home or inside this uh, uh, this 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 inferior home. And they have to begin to strip stuff out of there. They got to take away the old stuff. They got to take away uh, the old furniture. They got to, you know, break some walls down. Sometimes they got to start everything over and just start from a foundation. Amen. In the same manner, the Holy Spirit, when you give your life to Christ Jesus, your life doesn't become perfect, but rather the process of sanctification begins. All right. And just like these extreme home makeover shows, the Holy Spirit comes into your life and he has plans. He has plans on how your life should be. But again, there has to be a process of sanctification and it doesn't always feel good. All right. There's going to be some breaking. There's going to be some taking some stuff out that you've been holding on to, that you've been hoarding to for, for quite some time. It's a process. All right. So if you're in this process, just stay strong and let the Holy Spirit do his work. Amen. So, again, the Holy Spirit, he renovates. Uh, you have to uh, and, you, and not only does he renovate, but you have to also let him lead you to other believers, more mature believers. You have to be around these other mature believers in Christ. All right. So why am I make, why am I making this point? What, what, what's the point of this in, in, in regards to spiritual soul ties? Well, Again, as Christians, we are all joined together by the same spirit. Let's look at Ephesians, rather, let's look at 1 Corinthians 12, uh, verses 12 and 13. It reads, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews. Some of us are Gentiles. Some are slaves. Some are free. But we are all, but rather we have all been baptized into one body by what? By one spirit. And we all share the same spirit. So again, the same spirit that lives within me, the same spirit that lives within pastor, the same spirit that lives within preacher, the same spirit that lives within mama, the same spirit that lives within grandma, the same Holy Spirit that lives within Jesus is the same spirit that comes to live within you. Amen. So once you receive the Holy Spirit as Christians, we are all connected 
in the body of Christ through the same spirit. So because we are all one in Christ, we can now connect with other people who are within the body of Christ and we can begin to develop these spiritual soul ties. All right. So and as we go, uh, I, I want to make this point as well. Um, as we go in order, um, as we go in this order that we're going to go to, as we talk about each of these soul ties, each one precedes the other one. So, for example, any relationship that you get into, whether that's with a, a partner, whether that's a friendship, it should always be on the basis of this spiritual, social, emotional, physical. I'm going to say it again. Spiritual soul tie, social, emotional, physical. Amen. So let's talk about spiritual soul ties. All right. And again, I'll begin to make that point again and again throughout this throughout this particular part of the series. So let's talk about spiritual soul ties. All right. What is the spiritual soul tie supposed to look like? Well, spiritual soul ties can occur when purpose and vision aligns between two believers or groups of believers. All right, so let's let's look for example, let's look at a husband and a wife. Now, of course, if your husband and the wife you've already passed the spiritual, the social, emotional, you may be on a physical level now. But if you're if you are in Christ and you want to get married and you wanna and you're in your if you are in Christ and you want to get married and you are with uh with a potential mate, with a potential husband or a potential wife, your relationship should first be based off spiritual. Again, if you recall what I said, a spiritual soul tie can look like uh, occurs when a pur- when purpose and vision aligns between two believers or groups or, or groups of believers. So, husband and wife should have spiritual soul tie. Why? Because their purpose and their vision should align with one another. You should not be getting married to somebody whose purpose and vision doesn't align with your vision. All right. So, spiritual soul tie should be between husband and wife first. Okay. How else does this look? Well, it can be co-workers in Christ. And uh, we can see this when the apostles, when the apostles is sent to Paul, and we can see this in Galatians 2, verses 2 and 3. And it reads, Then 14 years later, I went back to, Jer- to Jerusalem again, this time with, uh, with Barnabas, and Titus came along too. I went there because God revealed to me that I should go. While I was there, I met privately one with when I was there, I met privately with those considered to be leaders of the church and shared with them the message I had been preaching to the Gentiles. I wanted to make sure that we were in agreement for fear that all my efforts had been wasted and I was running the race for nothing. And they supported me and did not even demand that my companion Titus be circumcised, though he was a Gentile. And again, if you continue to read on Galatians 2, it says, For the same God who worked through Peter as the apostle to the Jews also worked through me as a possible as the apostle to the Gentiles. All right. So again, we can see this principle here of first oneness and spirit, because we're all joined together in spirit by the same Holy spirit in the body of Christ. Uh, we can see that principle here. And it also the principle of oneness and purpose between the apostle Paul and um, the other apostles. They were all joined together first by the same spirit. And then they were all joined together by purpose. Therefore they were able to, establish a spiritual alliance or a spiritual soul tie. Amen. So godly spiritual soul ties can also develop when a believer imparts wisdom, knowledge, and guidance upon another believer for the purposes of growth and development. Example, 
A spiritual soul tie may develop when a believer leads an unbeliever to Christ. You may develop a spiritual soul tie to the individual. Uh, if you have a spiritual mentor or spiritual father or spiritual mother, uh, then you may have a spiritual soul tie um, there, as that, there as that mature believer helps your growth and development in Christ by feeding you things that will develop you uh, in your walk in Christ. Amen. So we can see this with Paul to the people of Corinth who are acting as immature believers in 1 Corinthians 3 verses 2. And it reads as follows. I had to feed you with milk, not with solid food, because you weren't ready for anything stronger and you still aren't ready. And of course, even later on, he refers to himself as your spiritual father. And we can see this in Corinthians 4 verses 15. And um, it reads as follows. For even if you had 10,000 others to teach you about Christ, you have only one spiritual father. For I became your father in Christ Jesus when I preached the good news to you. Amen. Um, another example uh, is uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a mature believer uh, to a young believer. It can be just believers in Christ. So, for example, it can be your Bible study group or it can be your small connect youth group. It can be your small connect group. All right. Uh, Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another person. So, again, it can be not necessarily a mature believer in a, in a babe in Christ or uh, a developing a Christian, but it can be believers just, you know, just, uh, just together, you know, uh, edifying each other, that, 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 that is uh, growing each other, that, that's developing each other in Christ. Amen. So again, uh, these are a few other examples in the Bible where we can see spiritual soul ties. Uh, we can see Paul to the Gentile believers, uh, Paul to his, uh, his spiritual son, Timothy, uh, we can see Jesus to his disciples. Uh, in the Old Testament, we can see Elijah to Elisha. Uh, we can see Eli to young Samuel. And of course, we can see Paul to the apostles. All right. Now, as always, everything that is meant for everything that is meant for good, the devil wants to try to taint it. And he wants to try to corrupt it. And he wants to, you know, put lies and deception to it. All right. So what does ungodly spiritual soul ties look like? Well, Ungodly spiritual soul ties can occur when we begin to act in a way of superiority to other believers. What does this look like? Example, let's say leaders uh, who God has given you responsibility to uh, be head over a flock or to be head over uh, a group of saints uh, and defeat them the word of God. But they look but that leader look at these saints as inferior to them. So basically, Let's say a leader in church or, or somebody in the body of Christ is, you know, maybe a, a preacher or a pastor, whatever the case may be. Uh, they 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 are responsible for their flock and they feed their flock. But they have a mentality of I'm going to feed you, but you can never be on my same level. All right. You're inferior to me. You know, you can get you can get right below me, but you will never be with me or you will never surpass me. These can be spiritually uh, ungodly spiritual soul ties. All right. So. I just want to encourage you, if you're in a church or if you're in, it's really in any place like this where there's this mindset or this principle of inferiority and superiority, I encourage you to find a place where there, there, there's none of that, but rather there's honor and there's humility. All right. So, again, what while these type of spiritual ungodly sotas can cause what? They can cause growth stunts, uh, spiritual growth stunts. Uh, they, they they can. They can cause spiritual growth stunts. And again, there should be no room for superiority or inferiority in the body of Christ. Now, 
your leader should not look at you as inferior and look at themselves as inferior, superior. A true leader in Christ isn't one who has placed himself on a pedestal, but he or she is one who has humbled themselves before Christ. And by doing that, they will be exalted into a place of honor. Amen. So this is the same exact model that Jesus gave us, and he wants us to follow this model. All right. So Jesus, he didn't come here. Even though he was God, he didn't come here on chariots or on horses or uh, or on anything like that. He came here as a man. All right. He didn't gloat in the fact that he was God to get his way. Instead, he humbled himself. He humbled himself and was obedient to God even until death. All right. And and, and, and doing this, he received the greatest honor of all. So. Again, if you are in connection to others who look at you as inferior or look on us as superior, I encourage you to break that thing off with them. And I just ask that you pray for them. You know, don't don't slander them. Don't talk bad about them, but just pray for them. Amen. So if you are under spiritual authority to those who are biblical leaders or as Jesus says, who are actually servants because a leader is a servant to all. That's what Jesus says. Then you should definitely honor your leaders then. All right. Why? Because this is the instruction that First Thessalonians five gives us. Uh, verse First First Thessalonians five and twelve gives us as it reads: Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are in honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. All right. So it's this principle that humility always proceed uh, always proceed honors. That's Proverbs uh, fifteen and thirty three. Amen. So as we come into this closing on this first spiritual soul tie, I hope you understand that there's a godly, there's a godly, there's a godly soul tie and there's an ungodly soul tie. You want to develop godly spiritual soul ties. Uh, you don't want to develop ungodly spiritual soul ties. So this is really what we have today. This is really what I have for you today regarding spiritual soul ties. And next, next lesson, next week, next time we come on, we will talk about emotional soul ties and social soul ties because they tie in with each other. All right. So as we close out today, I just want to end with a word of prayer and I just ask that you listen and bow your head and and just pray with me. All right. Amen. So dear heavenly father, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we just come before you, Lord God, Jesus, to ask that you evaluate us, Lord God, evaluate uh, our relationships, Lord God, Jesus, Father God, help us to, Father God, develop godly soul ties, Father God. Help us to develop godly spiritual soul ties, Father God, with mentors, Father God, with spiritual fathers, Father God, with spiritual mothers, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father God, with fellow believers in Christ, in the name of Jesus, Father God, with those, Father God, who are called, Father God, Jesus, to 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 come, uh, to cross paths, Father God, with our purpose, Father God, or that we may cross paths with their purpose, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father God. Help us to identify these healthy, godly spiritual soul ties and help us to develop these in the name of Jesus, Father God. Father God, help us to recognize any ungodly spiritual soul ties in our lives, Father God, and give us the strength and the courage, Father God, to break these things off, Lord God, Jesus, and help us to pray for those individuals, Father God, where they may, where people may be dealing with these uh, unspiritual soul ties in the name of Jesus, Father God. And we, we pray this prayer in your, in your son's name, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, I also want to give anybody the opportunity if you're if you're listening in today, you don't know Jesus, if you don't claim to be a Christian, if you have never given your life to Jesus, I want to give you the opportunity today. He wants to give you the opportunity today. He loves you. 
He loves you so, so dearly. He doesn't hate you. He loves you. He wants you. He wants you to be part of his family. So I want to give you that opportunity today. Um, and I just ask you to repeat after me. Just say, Father God, I come before you today, Lord God, Jesus. I come to you, Lord God, Jesus, admitting my sins to you, Lord God. Father God, I have wronged you, Lord God, Jesus. I have sinned against you, Lord God, Jesus. Lord God, I repent, Lord God, of all my wrongdoings, Lord God, Jesus. I repent of everything that I have done that was not like you, Lord God, Jesus. Lord God, right now, I confess you as my Lord and Savior, Lord God. I confess you as my Lord, Jesus. And I receive your Holy Spirit. I receive your Holy Spirit to come into my life and begin the process of sanctification. Lord God, Jesus, I receive you in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord God. I believe today if you have prayed this prayer with me, I truly do believe that you have been accepted into the body of Christ and you have received the same spirit that lived within Christ Jesus. That same spirit lives within you now. He will begin to work in you and he will not, he will not stop the work until the work is complete. So just give in to him and allow him to govern your soul, allow him to have control in your life, allow him to lead you in the name of Jesus. So I just want to thank you all today. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see y'all next time. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you, and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.